Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us today. We're talking about the European energy crisis. Dustin, some people don't even know there's an energy crisis over there in Europe. Where do we jump in on this? Yeah, Bryn, it's uh, it's something. It's actually pretty fascinating what's going on over there, and it's something that really isn't getting a lot of media coverage here. Um, I, I think for, for the simple fact that it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Um, but what goes on over there, I think we can uh, take a lesson for, you know, f- future um, e- events unfolding in, in our energy markets. Uh, if you look at what's going on in Europe right now, particularly in the UK, France, uh, it, it's it's all of Europe, uh, but particularly th- those countries, and, and especially in Germany, you've got record high electricity and, and natural gas prices and that's before we're heading into winter. Um, the, the gas market, natural gas market is really tight right now uh, because of the colder weather. It was a very hot summer and it, it looks like it's going to be a very chilly winter. So uh, call it climate change or, or what have you or short term weather patterns. But one thing's for certain is that uh, the, the, the citizens getting their utility bills without some government intervention for, for the corporate and, and individual citizens, they're probably going to have uh, a real tough winter. And, and, you know, you're not talking about a bill going from 50 to a hundred bucks. You're talking about a bill going from 200 to a thousand. Wow. Utility prices were already high in Europe. Um, as you know, their gas prices because of tax and regulation is, is much higher than in North America as well. So, uh, what, what precipitated this is, uh, really the, the full scale, you know, government and, and corporate investment in wind and solar without thinking about the most important aspect of, uh, electricity generation, which is reliability. Uh, So the great thing about the great thing about coal and nuclear um, is it's highly reliable and cheap. So uh, when when you don't have cheap power to to fill in at peak times, what happens is the electricity gets very expensive. And um, you know Germany is a good example. What they're doing is shutting down coal plants and decommissioning nuclear without really a reliable backup plan for, uh, hey, what happens if uh, it's cloudy or the wind doesn't blow? And you, you might you might think I'm just being facetious and saying that, but that's literally what's occurring. Most of the offshore wind power in in Germany is in the Baltic Sea, and uh, the wind stopped blowing. So whereas Germany used to get 30% uh, of their power from wind uh, as little as a year ago, they're down to about 10% right now because the wind's not blowing. So if you take 20% of your power, imagine, imagine, you know, just Alberta, if you took 20% of the power off the grid, where, where, where are you going to get the power from? Yeah. Well, the nice thing about coal plants and natural gas plants is you can uh, fire them up for, for peak periods, right? So that's what the, the re- reliability is all about. Um, just looking at some numbers, uh, just my own curiosity, I wanted to know what the Germans were paying for, for their power. And uh, wholesale prices are about $150 per megawatt hour. Uh, but retail prices, and retail you can think of, uh, what Germany would have to buy to, uh, you know, satisfy their peak demand off uh, uh, an electricity uh, retailer. Okay. Uh, they, they've, been, they've been going up as much as three times. Uh, 
So that's uh, on a wholesale basis, that's like quadruple the average North American rate. Wow. And when you, when you times it by three times in peak hours, Germans were paying up to $400 uh, per megawatt for electricity. Of course, that's not sustainable and it, and it probably will go down. Um, but to, to me, it's, it's an indication that the formula is broken. And why, why I wanted to talk about this topic is it seems like we're going down this exact road. You have these governments spouting uh, these climate policies, which is fine, um, but you better have a, a reliable backup uh, for, for, your, for your energy. Uh, we saw that in Texas, right, last year with the, the cold weather. Um, so wind, wind and solar is fine, but if you don't have reliable, uh, and it's probably going to be not gas replacing coal, but I, I've seen some governments where now they're starting to um, say that you can't, uh, you can't build in a new, new subdivision or new commercial, you can't put natural gas in. It has to be uh, all renewable energy. Yeah, so the, the problem with uh, renewables is they're not reliable, right? Uh, unless you have battery technology and um, it, it's extremely expensive to have uh, battery backup for, for electricity storage at the present. The, the cost is massive for very short periods. So I can give you one example. The town of Pincher Creek, uh, about, uh, I guess about a year and a half ago, they, they signed a contract uh, I forget which company they signed it with, but anyway, it was a $13 uh, battery backup system and it would provide enough power to uh, power Pincher Creek for uh, about an hour and a half. So, which, which really is w- when you think about that number, an hour and a half of power for a town of maybe, what is it there in Pincher Creek, maybe 3,500, 4,000 yeah, people. Yeah, probably about like that. that completely useless waste of $13 million. Right. So when, when you look at, you know, if if you wanted to have battery backup for a German city, the size of Berlin, what's the cost on that? It's astronomical. Right. So I think some, some cooler heads and some logic has to come back into the energy markets. Wind and solar are fine, but you have to have your number one goal has to be reliability and cost effectiveness. So you have to combine that wind and solar with very, uh, efficient natural gas, um, you know, power plants, if, if they want to get rid of coal. Um, and, and to me, that, uh, that is very bullish for the future of Alberta because you're seeing uh, uh, gas replace coal uh, worldwide is displacing coal. And, of course, we have massive uh, reserves of gas. So when I look at it from an investment perspective, I'm, I'm thinking natural gas is going to be in a sweet spot for at least a couple decades. So how do we jump on board all of this? That's what I know. There's going to be some people saying, Dustin, well, what do we do? Obviously they're going through some struggling times in Europe, but how, uh, how can we uh, take it? I hate to use the term, take advantage of it, but that's really what it is, right? Well, I mean, investing is all about opportunity and and sometimes, sometimes you take advantage of those opportunities, right? So I think the writing's on the wall and, for, for every wind farm that gets built and every solar panel that gets installed in North America, um, I think the, the grid is going to have to have uh, good, reliable um, backup power for those peak times where they can just turn it on and off. 
otherwise you're going to run into a situation where you have runaway um, inflationary pressure on electricity prices. And that's not good for industry. It's not good for individuals. Um, so when, when I look at, uh, when, when I look at the situation in, in Europe where, where they're very dependent on Russia to supply their natural gas, uh, in fact, they're being held hostage right now. Russia wants to build a, a large pipeline called Nordstrom 2 through through northern Germany into northern Europe uh, to ship them gas. Um, and, and the U.S. doesn't really want that to occur. And there's some political reasons behind that. But um, I, I think Canadian gas, uh, LNG, is, is going to be, you know, part, part of the future for, for Europe and, and Asia. So. Uh, there's some good good companies and good ways to take advantage of that. I'll, I'll let people contact me if they want to be in on that directly. Absolutely. And how do they get a hold of you? Uh, give me a call, 780-905-7729 or on my cell phone, uh, uh, on my cell phone and my email is uh, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Plus, we'll have all that on the show notes as well. Also, check out the website, which is researchcapital.com. And just a reminder, the markets and financial numbers do change frequently. So what is said today by us can easily change by later today or overnight. That's how fast things can flip. Dustin, thanks for your time. Great as always. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brent. All right. And thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. 